Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, we are going to be talking about our people to trade for as well as to trade away. This series is called the Fantasy Day Traders. We've been doing this for, this is now the second episode. Week one was last week. We actually talked about some guys that we thought you may want to trade for after week one. And just so you know, it didn't come true at all. We were pretty much pretty wrong on that. But with that said, it's a new week. It's week two. It is me and it is Tyler. So before we get into talking about the guys we're going to trade for, then we're going to talk about who we want to trade away. Tyler, give us a quick intro on who you are and uh, everything. Uh, yes, hello. This is my second uh, episode with the Day Traders. I'm very excited to continue to run this series, although I ran it like shit last week. So, um, you know what? Give me a break. I'm sorry. A couple live stream poor answers. You know, I had a tough week. I was very high on Marvin Jones, and he absolutely flopped. However, I was kind of right about the Jacksonville situation. It was a little fucked, um, and it was not really something I was loving. So you know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back uh, on that one and just move on. I'm Tyler Moss NFL on Twitter. You can find me there. You can also find me at thesporter.site. It would mean a lot if you checked out our site. If you want to write for us, DM me on that Twitter account. I would love to have you. I would love to crack into this video. Nick, let's shoot this thing. Let's get into it. So before we get into the video real quick, make sure if you guys do enjoy, hit that subscribe button down below. So let's get into it. So my first player we're going to be talking about, we're going to go back and forth. I'll go, then Tyler's going to go twice, and then he's going to go, and then I'm going to go with the fourth guy. So first guy to talk about here, this one's kind of obvious. It's Austin Eckler, running back of the LA Superchargers. Now last week, he played atrocious. He really did. He only scored 9.70 PPR points on 19 touches for 84 yards, 4.4 yards per carry, and one reception on one target for three yards. Not very good, right? You expected Austin Eckler to get like five, six targets a game. He just did not get that. Now, I personally believe that if Anthony Lynn is not dumb, he is going to make sure that Austin Eckler gets more targets. And something important to note is that that's the most touches Austin Eckler has ever gotten in his NFL career, 19 rushes. And I expect that to kind of be the normal. I'm not really scared of Joshua Kelly behind him. I don't know about you, but Joshua Kelly doesn't really scare me. I think he's actually going to be less involved as the weeks go on, because I think that that's not Joshua Kelly's job. I think it's going to be a split between him and Justin Jackson. So at the end of the day, I'm very confident in Austin Eckler going forward. I, while I think that maybe his ceiling may be capped by the fact that Terod Taylor, just for some reason, doesn't understand, understand that if you give the ball to your the best player on the team hey it's gonna work I assumed he would be able to figure that out he has dumped the ball off to LaShawn McCoy in the past so maybe it just takes a couple of games for him to get used to it but at the end of the day I expect Austin Eckler to look much better next week and I wouldn't be surprised if he scored like two touchdowns or something because the guy's a beast he's hungry he wants to win and he wants to win your fantasy league so I like Austin Eckler I'm definitely going to be trying to trade for him in all the leagues I do not have him because right now people are really hopping off the bandwagon they're seeing that he didn't get any targets and in fact that's going to scare a lot of people where it shouldn't scare you you should just assume that he's going to get more in the future so what do you think about mr austin eckler yeah um well josh kelly's proven he is now the two in that system i think they were very adamant about that in the uh off season and that's kind of what happened uh one thing i do fear is goal line touches it was all josh kelly uh yeah the majority of the time it was josh kelly in the goal line and that's a little scary because that's vulturing and i hate that uh, but one thing's for sure is we've got to see receptions for, for Austin Eckler to really prove uh, how good he is. And I don't know if that's with Tyrod. I don't, I, I don't want to doubt him because I have a lot of shares in with, with uh, Eckler and I don't want him to be bad. But at the same time, until we see Herbert, I'm not sure we're going to see a lot of dump offs and Tyrod completely changing it. Now, 
they put up 13 points. The coaching staff's going to be like, you know what? Uh, 16, sorry. They, they actually won that, surprisingly. Yeah, shouldn't have won. Uh, they, yeah, it, correct. Um, they put up 16 points. You can skate by the uh, catchy phrase. Anyways, they're barely getting by with this offensive attack. The defense was fantastic. There's no Anthony Lynn's not like, we've got to make some changes because this isn't going to fly with more advanced teams in the league. We're going to fall into bad places if this is what we're doing offensively. What worked last year or what worked last year was Austin Eckler getting volume. Uh, It was fantastic last year for the offense when he was producing and getting a lot of carries uh, and a lot of receptions. That's what's going to benefit this team. If Anthony Lynn's a smart coach, he's going to look at that and see that that's something they need to begin implementing again. And if it's Anthony Lynn that I kind of think it is, we're probably – going to be in a tough spot so I have to feel like I'm more sitting in the let's sit on Eckler and hope he hopefully turns into something because I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't trade him away I think there's a lot more potential with the 19 carries that was fantastic uh, but it's an interesting situation uh, Nick you know what if you want to trade for him if someone's going to sell him low go get him that makes sense to me uh, but don't blow away your whole budget to try and get Eckler because uh, you think he could turn it around immediately. I'm just kind of questioning my thoughts on him right now. Yeah. See, the thing is, I imagine what would have happened had they not have taken Joshua Kelly or put Joshua Kelly in. And what if Eckler scored? Cause they weren't necessarily on the goal line. They were like six yards out when Kelly scored. So what if that was Eckler? Would your opinion be completely different? Yeah. Just seeing that he would get a little bit more goal line work would be, that's what replaces the receptions, right? If you're not going to catch the ball, I need to see that you're going to be in a situation to score consistently uh, and I don't know if that's that's where he's going to be aligned. So I feel like I got to see the uh, reception game come back or start seeing more goal line touches. I, I can't – it's hard for me to not have one. Um, the backs that I want to take in the first round in the back of uh, in the back of the first round and on the turn where Eckler was kind of going are guys that are going to get at least one, and if not both of those. Um, so that's going to be your point producers, especially in PPR leagues, is receptions and touchdowns. That's what I got to see out of Eckler. I got to find one of those. And it was really none of those in, in week one against the Bengals. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely advise if you have Austin Eckler to not even try shipping him off to someone. Like, you're just not going to get anything for what he's actually worth if, like, what I think is going to happen and he actually gets the ball dumped off to him by Tyrod does happen, then you're going to feel completely ripped off. So now we are going to get into Tyler's first player here or players to talk about. Yeah, so I'm going to cheat the system here because I doubt um, – at least in a uh, medium intensity, medium advanced sort of league, uh, and anything higher than that. If they have one, they have the other. It's a Cleveland backfield. So this was a terrible matchup. Uh, It was fairly evident it was going to be a terrible matchup. Um, Not really something I was thrilled in seeing this year. Uh, Well, going in, sorry, this game uh, was week one against the Ravens. I think we kind of knew this was going to be a really bad matchup. Baker was going to be toasted. The offense was going to put up points. And this wasn't going to be a good game. They put up six points. They missed a they missed a field goal. Uh, they missed an extra point. Um, but there's more to that. It's just it was a rough game, uh, and we were kind of expecting it. I don't really like the uh, I don't really like the Browns, but this was just not it for them. Uh, speaking on to that, the four and a half uh, points put up by Nick Chubb. It, <sighs> That's going to scare people. It, it will. It'll scare people. They're going to look beyond the matchup. They're going to say, wow, that is not good, especially with Kareem Hunt putting up 11. They're like, is Kareem Hunt the more featured back? 
okay, I guess I have to kind of panic and, and make sure I get more cream than, than I get chub. Uh, if you can go to that owner, that's kind of gloating and being like, you know what? Fine. I, I, I figured it out. Cream hunt's going to be the guy I'm going to roll cream hunt. Let me see if I can pawn away Nick Chubb. I guarantee you that's going to be a situation. In one of your leagues. Um, I'm in six. I guarantee you if I go hunt it down, I can find in one of those leagues, they're going to be trying to pawn away Chubb because they think hunts the answer. It's going to be a split. It just will be. It's how they both are used. They're both going to run the ball. Uh, Hunt's going to kind of get more of the receptions. Um, but we didn't really see a shy away from throwing a Chubb. He was one for one, so not really impressive. But the offense wasn't impressive, so I couldn't really yeah. say, you know, that's that's all he's going to get. He could get a lot more. We got to see this team when it's more productive. No touchdowns were scored, so that's always a bright sign for if you're trying to trade for someone. My thing is, if you're going to do it, go to that owner with two, with, with both of them on the team and go, you know what, Hunt's the answer. I just need Chubb as my RBE uh, two kind of backup. You could sell. They're going to forget when they drafted him. They're going to be like, Hunt's now the answer. Great. I saw him in Kansas City. Fantastic. He's ready to go. They re-signed him. Fantastic. Let's roll. Nick Chubb is not the answer. I'm going to ship him away and go buy him for cheap because I, I feel like you can right now. There's a lot of panic um, in Cleveland and, and kind of in the Cleveland situation. The team has a great two games coming up. They've got Cincinnati and they've got Washington. And I'm like, yeah. So if you're going to do it, it it's got to be this week because after those two weeks, it, it's it's going to be hard for you to want to go get them. Even though they kind of have a tougher schedule, they got Pittsburgh down the line, obviously twice. Um, yeah. It's going to get harder for them. But right now you can get a back-to-back week at a Chubb or Hunt and feel pretty good about it. Uh, go get Chubb if you can. And maybe if they're confident that Chubb's going to bounce back, go get Hunt. I mean, I think both of them are still viable fantasy options. And we saw that Hunt's actually going to – Get it done. So I'm going to go Cleveland backfield here as 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 my first uh, my first pick. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, I think Nick Chubb is going to play much better next week. Now, I did think the matchup was tough, and I did think that maybe Chubb would be able to overcome it. Maybe he scores a touchdown or something. That obviously just didn't happen. Now, he did get a catch in the game, which I think is important to note, because a lot of people probably thought, now that Kareem Hunt's there for, like, the last eight games, maybe he just didn't completely take it over. Now this year he's going to get every catch. No, Chubb still caught the ball. I wouldn't be surprised if Chubb got maybe two or three targets every single game. I don't think he's completely dead when it comes to that. So I think that both those guys are going to be people that a lot of people are scared to try to keep on their team but are guys that you can definitely be happy about starting on a weekly basis I think Nick Chubb really bounces back there's a reason why he was drafted so highly in the NFL draft there's a reason why you drafted him so highly in fantasy football it's because the guy's fucking good so don't like panic after one game so Tyler who is your next player to talk about here uh yeah so my next player it's it seems like I, I it's kind of weird that I'm even saying he, he's a he's a go trade for but he is because it's this is going to be a consistent thing. No, he's not coming off a down week. Yeah, that's kind of what you normally are looking for when you're trying to go trade for someone. Uh, but that's kind of hard to do. Uh, someone that's always been an avid trader in myself. Um, when I go and try and go for someone who just came off a bad week, it's hard for me to convince that owner. Yeah, but he's going to stay bad. So why do you want him? Well, uh, you don't know. So go get a guy <laughs> that I get. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? So get a guy that I think is a surefire bet to continue this pace. He did it against a very, very tough team. And his next bunches of games, his next four games are fantastic. He's got Washington, Detroit, Carolina, and New Jersey, uh, not New Jersey, New York Jets. It's DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he did that against San Francisco, who's 
you know, secondary isn't fantastic. Uh, we knew it needed a little bit of work, but that was fan. That was something. That was something. Kyler Murray and him were clicking on all cylinders. Kirk wasn't really all that effective. Fitzgerald had four receptions, but it wasn't too much. There was really no tight end active. Drake really wasn't getting too many receptions. Uh, Chase Edmonds had a couple. It was DeAndre Hopkins, and it was him and Murray show. It really was. 16 targets, 14 receptions, 151 yards, no touchdowns, but it didn't. you didn't need it. It was outstanding. It was incredible. We're going to see touchdowns come along. And, I mean, this schedule is really not that hard. I mean, they got Miami uh, kind of in the playoff schedule. I, I hate to look this far, but I'm going to. Week 14, Giants. Week 15, Philly. And he got the Giants. Uh, this, he's got San Francisco in week 16, and we just saw what he did against San Francisco. Yeah. Go buy him. I mean, I know he's going to be expensive, but the, it, it's going to be worth it because I, I seriously believe – if you have like a top end running back right now, and maybe you're like, I don't know if I want to lose him. Uh, I still want to keep him, but I need another kind of surefire betting guy on my team. Go get Hopkins. Go try and package something. He's going to put up a consistent 20 points in almost every game. I mean, there's going to be some off games that we'll see where teams just lock him down. But this this could seriously be be it. This may be better than Houston. I was frustrated a lot as a Hopkins owner last year in Houston because there's a lot of scrambling and Watson really trying to extend plays when he doesn't need to and not just getting the ball out. What I saw with Murray was just looking at him, looking at him. If he's not open, he'll go somewhere else, but he's, he's aiming to go to Hopkins on almost every play. It's fantastic, and I want my paws over, over all of it because his schedule is, is quite nice, and he's a quite nice player over there in Arizona. Yeah, definitely. I mean, something important to note about DeAndre Hopkins is those 14 receptions he had is the most he's ever had in his career, which is surprising, to be honest with you, because you would yeah. think he would, would get uh, have had more in Houston considering there was years where it was just DeAndre Hopkins. Something also important to note, he caught more balls than the whole Houston football team did last week. Also important to note. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be very good. Uh, I think you're going to have to pay maybe a hefty price, but you never know because some people might just think that's a fluke right? He's not going to do that again. They're going to run the ball more. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Some people think that. So you just go ahead, you package some guys together, snag Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, and you're going to feel pretty happy about that. Do you have anything else to add about Hopkins before we get into my final trade for guy? Yeah, don't be too afraid to just go for him. I mean, you're, you're probably going to have to spend a good bit. But again, I, I seriously believe it's worth it. So that, that's kind of my selling point. Yeah. Now, before I get into my guy real quick, Michael Thomas is obviously a trade-for guy, but I don't think anyone in the right mind is going to trade for Deion, or trade away Michael Thomas after having one shit game, right? You would think. Injury is questionable, too. Yeah, but, I mean, I've seen comments about it. People are trying to trade Michael Thomas for someone who's, like, not even that good. And I'm like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't panic. Just don't panic if you have Michael Thomas. So my player is George Kittle, me Timbers of the 49ers going up against the Arizona Cardinals, which are, by the way, the worst defense against tight ends. He only scored 9.30 PPR points, five targets, four receptions and 44 yards. Now he was banged up in this game. So that may be something that might worry the owner as well, who already has George Kittle for you to be able to go out there and get him. Now I typically don't advise, Hey, go ahead and draft the tight end early, but if you can get George Kittle on the cheaper side of it, a guy who legitimately could be the tight end one every single week why not do it 
I mean, I think that this offense very clearly wants to throw the ball to George Kittle. Debo Samuel now in the IR, which means he's gone for at least three weeks, which tells me that it's going to be George Kittle season for at least the next three weeks. So I like George Kittle a lot. I think that he's going to be a guy that a lot of people might be wanting to get rid of. It was the same thing we saw last year. George Kittle really started slow last year and really started ramping it up. So I think we could see George Kittle be like a guy that a lot of people just said, fuck it. You know what? I want to get like some running back for him or some wide receiver for him. And then you just snag him on the cheap. Some other tight end I also want to talk about is Hayden Hurst. Now, right now, he absolutely sucked ass last week. He did. Russell Gage had nine targets. Why did Russell Gage have nine targets? Because they were going down the field because they were losing by 10 zillion points. They were never really in the red zone. Calvin Ridley's, both of his touchdowns were like bombs to him. So I think at the end of the day, Hayden Hurst, if they're getting to the goal line, they don't hand it to Todd Gurley. The ball's going to Hayden Hurst. And I personally just believe that he is going to be a much better player as it goes on. And he only put up like six fantasy points. So if you want to snag someone even cheaper than George Kittle, I like Hurst. Do you got any thoughts on these guys? Yeah, you're standing for the tight ends. We appreciate that. Uh, the big boys, thank you. Uh, big boys I can catch. We love tight ends. Um, George Kittle, yeah, I think that's kind of the Michael Thomas situation where it's someone just saying, you know what, I don't know if I really want to panic. Um, yeah, he's a little banged up, but I'll, I, he should be all right. And they roll mm-hmm. with them. I think that's going to be harder. I think Hayden Hurst in the Russell Gage situation is going to scare some owners there. So I think if you're going to go get one, I would go get him. I think that's a very smart, uh, smart decision there. Yeah, I agree. So now before we get into the trade away segment, we're going to be talking about four guys here that we want to be trading away. I want to give you guys a word from my sponsor real quick, Overlay DFS. Now I'm not going to edit anything in because I fucking forgot to edit in last time. So I'll just say it myself. Overlay DFS offers this new game. It's pretty much like prop, or it's pretty much like betting on a real NFL game, but you're betting on the point spread of players. You can take Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson from last week, and you get a point spread of it. So it might be Mahomes plus six and a half, or Watson minus six, or Mahomes minus six and a half, Watson plus six and a half. Obviously, Watson won that because he scored a bunch of garbage time points. So it's things like that. And if you guys watch my video on it on Sunday, I'm going to post one on Thursday as well. You would have won a decent amount of money because I did get a majority of the picks right i myself won 40 plus dollars on those games so it's not really all that difficult you guys can do it if i can do it you can do it too so check out overlaydfs.com link down below check out tyler as well at tyler moss nfl so now onto the trade away segment also if you guys have enjoyed subscribe so tyler do you have anything to say before we get into trade away uh yeah again if you guys uh want to check out a pretty good site that i think uh the smorter dot site it would mean a lot um i'm grinding over there uh, all the boys over there are also grinding. And if you're looking to get uh, an entry point into maybe fantasy football writing, sports writing as a whole, certain team writing, we would love to have you uh, message me on my Twitter, Tyler Moss NFL, or email me, TylerMossHB5 at gmail.com. Thank you, Nick. Let's get to the content. All right, back into it. Trade away. My first trade away player here. Raheem Mostert. This guy literally skull-fucked the San Francisco 49ers. 25.10 PPR points, 15 touches for 46 yards. He had four receptions on five targets for 95 yards and one touchdown. If you think that's going to happen again, I don't know what you are smoking because, look, Tevin Coleman has sickle cell disease, so he wasn't even really involved in the game. Now, they said he wasn't going to play at all, and then magically I looked later and I saw that he was on the stat sheet, so he did end up playing a little bit. Jarek McKinnon was involved in the game, so this is going to be that three-headed backfield that is confusing confusing all year long you got your points out of Raheem Mostert you have him right now at what I would believe is his peak 
the apex of where you can have him right now is right fucking now. Before he plays against a good defense, before Kyle Shanahan decides to hand the ball off 7,000 times to Tevin Coleman or hand it to Kyle Juszczyk, who's going to score a touchdown, because that's just what fucking happens in San Francisco. So sell him right now. Trade him away before he, before, you know, you had him fuck your opponent in the ass. He might fuck you in the ass if you don't trade him. So what do you think about Raheem Mostert? Yeah, I have him in a bunch of leagues because I was kind of expecting this uh, Arizona blow-up game. Uh, pretty predictable. Uh, I, I would say this this actually was very predictable. Yeah. Uh, Arizona really does not stop run. Um, they didn't really do too much in the offseason to help that. Uh, and, yeah, he ran wild. And he had a lot of receptions, too. And that's just really yeah. due to a very thin receiving core. Uh, I think as that receiving core remains thin for a little bit longer – you may get a couple games out of them. And I always say, if you're going to make a trade, ensure that you have, you have squeezed every bit of his value out. Now, listen, um, I'm not entirely too sure. I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, what that schedule. Uh, the Jets next week. Yeah. So uh, there you go. I mean, you got the Jets next week. He's going to do it again. The, he, he, there's no receiving. Kittle's banged up. Debo is out. Ayuk uh, is out. This team has a stretch where they're going to face some bad teams. They got the Jets, they got the Giants, they got Philly. You're you're going to do quite well um, up until that Philly week. I would say week three, right after that Giants game, that's ensuring that to the tradee that you're showing, okay, this is three weeks of solid content. He put up, what, 32 against Arizona. He put up uh, 20 against the Jets and 22 against the Giants. And it's like, wow, look at this. This guy's a stud. Ship him away. You don't want to pay. Week one, it's harder to convince people because they're like, okay, it's a fluke game. Two weeks of really, really good stuff, go. Trade him. And if that doesn't sell him three weeks, we'll – uh, it's some guy that like, I think I'm going to talk about next week. I was thinking about putting on, uh, this week. And then I kind of looked at that schedule. I remembered it being good. Um, he's probably going to be on my trade away next week. I mean, cause the situation is just, he's got a couple more games and then he's going to run into a harder part of the schedule. He could still provide value and win you games. So I'm going to kind of hold on to him. Um, the guy's pretty solid and, and yes, eventually it's just going to be a system. Um, and I think it still could be. I think there's a situation where Tevin Coleman puts up 15 points next week and Mostert puts up 20, and, and that's what we're seeing. So I think until we start seeing uh, the comeback from Debo and uh, Kittle becomes healthy again, it, it just we're going to see this again. Um, so I'm not really pushing to, to lose him. Yeah. All right. See, the thing is, I would just rather get rid of him now than chance it next week and Jarek McKinnon does good and Coleman does good. And then now Raheem Mostert's worth nothing. And then if he plays good again the next week, then people are going to note that he's inconsistent, which is what he is. So, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So now going into Tyler's players here, Tyler's got three guys in a row. We're going to shoot them off. Bang, bang, bang. You can go. Yeah. So my third, um, it's just a quick mention, but my first uh, is DeAndre Swift. He's, he's, he's in big trouble. I, I, I seriously believe that there's going to be some issues here. Uh, his statue was all right. I mean, five, five targets, uh, three receptions. That's, that's, not, that's not terrible. Uh, 15 yards out of that. He only had three rushing attempts. AP has taken over that backfield, which no one could have predicted a week ago, uh, two weeks ago, however long it was. Um, so that was pretty insane. He only had five yards. He had a rushing touchdown. Wash that because that's the only thing that saved his game. <laughs> what everyone has probably looked at by now because it's it, it costs the entire game 
is he dropped the the game winning touchdown. He did. And that's not something you can just go, oh, well, shoot, whoopsies. He put up 11 points. Let's move on to the next week. That's not forgotten. When you're a rookie, that's not forgotten. Matt Patricia, going to hold on to that. Is he going to get less attempts? Is he going to get less targets? You betcha. Matt Stafford, he's a veteran quarterback. He's holding on to that. You think in a pressure situation, they're going to want to call his number again? It's going to take a long time and a lot of convincing. So DeAndre Swift's in big trouble this year. If you have him in redraft, move him. Move him for anything. I, I Seriously, I know that sounds like panicky, but move him for anything. If you can get like a guy – like you can get a cream hunt, like go push him away from your team. If you can throw him as a sweetener, do it. He is in big shit. Like he's in big trouble. He's not going to provide value for your fantasy team for a while. He's got Green Bay. He's got Arizona. But after that, it's it's New Orleans. And then he hits his bye week. It, I mean, there's a few good games on his schedule. I get that. But it's not fun. He's, he's in hot, hot water. And, and I just don't want to mess with DeAndre Swift anymore. All right, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I like DeAndre Swift still. I don't think that you can even trade him for anything is the problem, to be honest with you. But I would keep him if I had him. And I actually think you should try and go get him because I think that eight weeks from now he'll be good. But right now he's not going to be good at all. So with what Tyler was saying, that's completely true. He's not going to be good at all for a bunch of weeks unless AP or on Johnson were to get hurt. And then in Which, that case, well, he's going to be very good. So yeah. I don't know. You can take Tyler's advice, trade him away. If someone's going to give you something for him that you think is worth it, then go ahead and do it, to be honest with you. Because I don't see a reason to hold on to a guy for six weeks if you could just get someone now that's much better. Yeah, that, that's fair. I'll jump on to my next guy who this guy was actually very productive. Um, yeah. This, this has two reasons. So reason number one, his next two games are Philly and Buffalo. Ouch is a running back. He's a, let me clarify that. He's a running back. Those two games are horrible for running backs. Hard pass. The only way you beat Philly is passing the ball. Um, I mean, Peyton Barber ran the ball 17 times at like 27 yards. It was terrible. Uh, You don't beat them on the ground. Um, And then more importantly, there's a rookie that's coming up right behind him that we knew was going to take a little bit of time. It's Malcolm Brown. Uh, Cam Akers is coming up behind him. You got two really, really hard games, and you just put up a a really good – stat line against the team. I didn't really think they were going to run the ball efficiently against. So Malcolm Brown's a guy I'm, I'm looking to move. Um, really impressive stat line in a very, very good sell um, for volume that you could tell any tradee and you could probably get that piece out of the way. Uh, Malcolm Brown's definitely a guy I'm looking to move. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely 100%. I mean, if you can get anything for him, I would, because I think Akers is going to be the guy there eventually. I think Henderson will be more involved if he's healthy next week, because he was kind of banged up going into the week, didn't get all the many touches. I think Malcolm Brown is just going to be one of those guys where you just start him and you, you hope for the best if you're playing him. You don't see a real floor, at least in my opinion. I don't really see that. All I see is like, maybe he scores a touchdown or two. We remember last year, he vultured Todd Gurley twice last year. And people were picking him up. They were talking all about him. And he was useless. So, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to do with Malcolm Brown. If you're talking about waiver wire picking him up, I would probably pick him up. But I wouldn't spend a shit ton of fab on it if I had to. And if I had him, I definitely agree with you. I'd just trade him away. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's just kind of that's just kind of the situation for him. Um, the fact that you could even get value for him is quite remarkable, uh, TBH, because no one was expecting him to have any value. Uh, and that was a really impressive game. And it's a good sell because you could tell him Dallas is a good team um, and he took care of business. So I think you can definitely move him off. Uh, my next guy, and he's a quick talk because I, I don't really know how I feel about this. Um, before he comes back, I'm going to say Miles Sanders. And I'm going to say it for this reason and this reason only. 
<laughs> that line looked terrible. They looked bad. There was no availability for Boston Scott. Carson Wentz was on his ass all the time. I hate it. I, I really don't like this situation uh, in Philly. Apparently, the line looks a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. Now, there's a chance Washington – Washington's got one of the best front sevens in the league. I, that sounds crazy, Washington having the best of anything uh, besides maybe, like, the best cheerleaders. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oof, that, that's, a, that's a tough joke from what's happened in Washington. Uh, don't come at me for that one. Um, but, yeah, it's, they have a really good front seven that gets after the passer. Uh, it definitely crashes the run as well. So it's um, – I, I don't know. I, I'm holding on to that one. So I don't really want to say it's a trade away. But I'm definitely cautious about it because that offensive line looked terrible. Uh, but there's a really good chance that maybe there's just a really shit situation for Philly. But they're going to face Washington again, and Miles Sanders will probably be in that game. And that's scary. So kind of look down the line and, and see what, what's cooking for Philly because there's, there's a chance for trouble. I know they have um, – they got Arizona uh, – not Arizona uh, – 49ers coming up. Um, some tough games. So watch out for, for that situation for um, – for Miles Sanders, but I'm not really panicking and saying trade him away yet. He hasn't even played a game for you. See, the thing with Sanders is they also were telling you that, uh, that he was fine, right? He was, it seemed like he was going to play, and then they sent him out. What that tells me is that the Philadelphia Eagles thought they were going to absolutely buttfuck the Washington yeah. football team, didn't even think they needed him. Turns out Chase Young wanted some of Carson Wentz's ass because he devoured him, and uh, Miles Sanders would have probably been a nice help there. But he just wasn't there. He was sitting on the sidelines or in the booth or something. I don't know where they sit now due to, like, the corona uh, stuff. I don't know if they even get to – where was he? He didn't fly. That, that was, like, the main turning oh, yeah, point. he didn't even join them. He did not fly out. Okay. Well, I, I would assume he would have had there not have been corona. But, yeah, I don't know. That made no sense to me to bench him. So, final player of the video. There's one more player I want to talk about, though, after this. And my player is Robbie Anderson. Now, I know in a lot of leagues, no one has Robbie Anderson. Someone asked me if they wanted to start Robbie Anderson, and I thought they were fucking stupid. I was like, well, what are you talking about? Why would you start Robbie Anderson? Turns out you were very right. You, you rubbed the crystal ball. You saw into the fucking future. He scored 25 PPR points against Las Vegas. Eight targets, six receptions, 115 yards, one touchdown. That is never going to happen again. DJ Moore is the main target there. No matter what you believe, oh, now it's Robbie Anderson. It's never going to be Robbie Anderson. The Jets, it was supposed to be Robbie Anderson. Then it's Jamison Crowder. Here, it's going to be DJ Moore. It's going to be DJ Moore every week. So I think that you're, uh, you're kind of riding high with Robbie Anderson. Just go ahead and trade him now for anything, really, because I don't think that he's going to be u very useful at all, in my opinion. He's not even a guy that I would look to pick up uh, if, I, if he was on the waiver wire. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of guys in that uh, receiving core to the fact that Christian McCaffrey really couldn't even get targets. So there's a lot of guys that they could look at. Ian Thomas, um, Samuel, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. I mean, this, so there's options and there's a lot of them. And Teddy B has not picked a favorite. And I don't really want to blow up a huge catch for a touchdown. Um so, yeah, if, if you're in a deep league, definitely trade him away. Um, that, that probably won't happen again, uh, especially in a, in a division where there's some pretty solid cornerback crew. Now, Atlanta's a joke, so they, we may see someone like that from Atlanta again. But what's to say that Curtis Samuel isn't doing that? They're the same player to me. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, you're, uh, it, it's interesting. It, it's, it's like there's, there's no other comparison. You know, it's like if you have two receiving backs um, as your starters and that's it. Like that, that's kind of what it's like having two, uh, two deep ball threats. You don't know who's going to do the work that week. And it's a guessing game. 
That's what Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson is. And if you want to keep playing with that fire, I, I guess, but trade them away if you can get any value for them. I don't know if you can though, but if you can definitely move them out, uh, you can definitely sell the eight targets and six receptions though. So that could be important. Yeah, I agree. Now, before we get out of here, I want to talk about one player. I want to ask you a question because this is both of our guys. We love this guy, Joe Mixon. This guy oh. plays like absolute shit. No, I have him on my team. I'm looking oh. at his stats right now. Six points, 69 rush yards. Very nice. One right. fumble, one reception. So not a very nice stat line, but not very nice because he only got 69 yards. Now, he did get a lot of touches, though. 19 touches, very good. So I'm not worried at all with Joe Mixon. I want to know what you think because I'm not scared at all of him. I think he's going to be much better. The Chargers defensive line just devoured the O-line, and where Joe Burrow was on his ass all the time. He just had no chance. I mean, I think Mixon's just going to be better in the future. So if I had him, I'm definitely not selling him. Uh, don't be f- afraid of Mixon. They paid him for a reason. They're going to give him the fucking ball. So yeah. don't be wary. So I would, I'd probably trade for him, but I don't even think you have to pay that much right now because people are probably shitting their pants on uh, Mr. Mixon. Yeah. And I think that's the real selling point is if they didn't pay him, I would be completely out. Uh, Cause that means they really wouldn't have that much dedication for it. Giovanni Bernard scares the fuck out of me. I hate that he does, but he does. That's just how it is. Um, I don't like that. He's getting the, all the receiving work. Cause that's what it was. He got all the receiving work uh, essentially. I can't be too nervous because they did pay him. So I'm kind of just sitting the relax button, try not to think about it, bury that deep in my thoughts and move on to next week. I agree. I would just uh, think about something else. Think about the prettier pastures in the way for uh, Mr. Mixon. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, do you have anything to say before we get out of here? Yeah. Think about, uh, think about the whole audience being naked. That's what, that's what they tell you on TV. Um, I think of Nick uh, naked every time I'm on this podcast. It was a very fun time being here. Uh, please check out my website, the supporter.site. It's very website supporter.site. Easy. Just right off the tongue. Just like that. Tyler Moss NFL as well. Uh, means a lot. Check me out um, as I check out Nick right yeah. here as we end this show. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. Thank you guys all for watching. I hope you guys did end up enjoying. I hope the Thursday night games ended up good because right now, as we're recording this, the Steelers and the Giants game is boring as fuck. So have a great rest of your guys' day. I appreciate it, and I'll see you guys. Maybe this is the last video of the day. Maybe it's the second video of the day. Either way, I will see you guys tomorrow or later with another video. Peace out. Good boy.